Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Evidence-based medicine shouldn't just be a catchphrase. It should be what we do. This is Clinical Pearls. Man, I know we've all recommended it. Kick counts. The maternal perception of fetal movement is so ingrained in obstetrics as a way to ward off fetal death. But is that even evidence-based? I know this podcast is going to mess with some of you because we like prescribing kit counts. In this podcast, we're going to cover the AFFIRM trial and what it said about the efficacy of kit counts. Occurring to the dogma accepted in obstetrics, a warning sign that a fetus may be at risk of compromise is maternal perception of decrease in fetal movement. If kick counting is used by the patient, a non-reassuring count should provide the alert for further assessment. Many approaches to counting kicks have been used over the past decades, but the perception of 10 distinct movements in a period of up to two hours is considered reassuring. A non-reassuring count should prompt notification for further fetal assessment. Stillbirth is a pervasive problem worldwide. The link between reduced fetal movement and stillbirth or the causes of stillbirth is clear. 30 to 55% of women whose pregnancies end in stillbirth experience reduced fetal movement in the preceding week. Reduced fetal movement is also associated with fetal growth restriction and placental abnormalities in pregnancies that do not end in stillbirth. However, reduced fetal movement is only modestly associated with increased risk of stillbirth and whether reduced fetal movement is a symptom of inevitable fetal death or whether it can be used as an alert to prompt action and improve outcomes was actually still unclear until the AFFIRM trial. Actually, in a recent Cochrane review, Dominated by one cluster randomized trial of 68,000 women allocated to formal kit counting or usual treatment, formal fetal movement counting was concluded to be of uncertain benefit as a test of fetal well-being. So, here comes the AFFIRM trial. This is the awareness of fetal movement and care package to reduce fetal mortality. This was a stepped wedge cluster randomized trial. The date of publication of this study was 2018. According to the authors of the AFFIRM trial, proof that promoting awareness of the importance of reduced fetal movement having benefits is inadequate. Nevertheless, many healthcare providers incorporate fetal movement awareness in their stillbirth reduction strategies. 
So the aim of the AFFIRM study was to formally evaluate in a randomized trial a package of care that included awareness raising of the importance of reduced fetal movement in pregnant women and clinicians combined with an improved assessment of fetal well-being and expedited delivery where the benefits were likely to outweigh the risks. The primary outcome measure was the incidence of stillbirth, defined as babies delivered without signs of life, after 24 weeks, or if gestational age was unknown, those babies that weighed 500 grams or more. All right, so what happened? Well, overall, 33 maternity hospitals were randomized to an implementation date. Data from over 400,000 women delivering in the 33 hospitals between January 2014 and December 31st, 2016 were included in the primary intent-to-treat analysis. Ooh, I know you want to know what happened. Next, let's talk about the results of the AFFIRM trial. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. According to the AFFIRM trial, a package of interventions with strategies for increasing pregnant women's reporting when they perceive reduced fetal movement combined with a management plan to identify and minimize further risk, including early delivery when relevant, did not reduce the incidence of stillbirth at or beyond 24 weeks or perinatal mortality. The intervention increased the frequency of labor induction and birth by C-section, and it even prolonged neonatal unit admission periods. But once again, it did not reduce the incidence of stillbirth. Man, that sucks, doesn't it? I mean, we had it in the bag. Reduce fetal movement. That was supposed to be the winner to try to prevent fetal loss. But it doesn't seem to work out that way. This study will reignite the controversy about the efficacy of reduced fetal movement awareness to reduce stillbirth and the underlying mechanisms linking reduced fetal movement with stillbirth. With a population of more than 400,000 women, the study authors showed that reduced fetal movement did not significantly reduce the risk of stillbirth. Now, it is possible that the absence of a significant reduction in stillbirth risk is because reduced fetal movement is a symptom of inevitable fetal death, irrespective of any subsequent action. Remember that although no significant effect of the intervention on the risk of stillbirth was found, it did increase the frequency of birth by induced labor and C-section, and it was also associated with prolonged, that's greater than 48 hours, duration of admission to the neonatal unit. The AFFIRM study is one of the few randomized trials with stillbirth as the primary outcome. The findings show that a cluster design with routinely collected data is feasible and helpful for otherwise difficult-to-test subjects. The intervention package in its present form was not effective 
to reduce the rate of stillbirth, but it did lead to an overall increase in interventions, and the authors state that a focused package of care just based on reduced fetal movement cannot be recommended. Other studies on the efficacy of reduced fetal movement strategies are still ongoing and together with the affirmed findings will provide the best evidence on the likely effectiveness of reduced fetal movement awareness as a stillbirth reduction tool. Oh, man. Well, great. Well, what are we supposed to do with this firm trial data now? I mean, are we supposed to tell patients just not to pay attention to their baby's movements? Well, wait a minute. Let's put this into perspective. It's still fine to teach patients and give them information about fetal movement perception. Because once the baby is moving well, it's reassuring to both the patient and the provider. The question comes in what to do when there's reduced fetal movement because focused intervention has not been proven, according to the affirmed trial, to reduce the rate of overall stillbirth in that population. Now, on a side note, look up a previous podcast where we talked about the panacea of sugary drinks to somehow wake up the child in an attempt to increase fetal movement. You'll have to check out that episode yourself at another time. But for now, we've covered the affirmed trial and the somewhat shocking and disappointing results of a focused package of intervention in the setting of maternal reduced fetal movement perception. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls. <laughs>